played basketball before. Faded away. He steps back, turns around, takes the jumper, and it's good. Y'all ready for this? I don't know if they are, but better late than never. Here we come. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, guys. It was a long break, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It was, we gotta let the season well situate. Uh huh. Let the season situate. We're still less than, or just over ten games. So, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard doesn't do back to backs, and neither do we now. Um, are we taking a load management? Yeah, we take load management. You don't say so. Yeah. It's all about balance at the end of the day, no? Yeah, I was still recovering uh, yeah. from San Diego. Yeah, so... Which you, know you can I mean? hear about in our other pod. <laughs> which you can hear about in the other pod. But we're going to come at you hot now. <clears throat> um, got a little new segment we're going to do for uh, the Faded Away pod since we're in basketball season. It's going to be called Two Shot. Each week, we're going to pick two players who we want taking our shot for the week. Kind of like a shout-out of the week. But um, obviously, you'll have a little more swag. Um, shout out Nick Young. He would always be in the two shot back in the day. Oh yeah, something like that. So, <clears throat> guys, give me your first one. Uh, my first one goes to Bradley Beal, who's really kind of stepped up without having John Wall this year. Twenty-eight points, five rebounds, six assists. And when I made this, I think we, I made this note. Um, he had a forty-four point game last night. So last week he also had a forty-four point game. So he's starting to take up on that that leadership, that that real role. Yeah, my first guy goes to Malcolm Brogdon. You caught about real role uh, without Oladipo. And then obviously he left uh, Middleton and, and Giannis last year. He's averaging over 20 a game, five rebounds, eight and a half assists. So he's definitely showing that he can facilitate an offense. With that being said, too, the Bucks, you know what I mean, look a little stagnant. They're obviously not as good as they were last year. It's still in the beginning of the season, but they definitely miss his three and D. Who's your second guy? Uh, he's actually one of my favorites from the Lakers last year, and he's now that he's playing on the spotlight, and that's uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, Zion hasn't played much. If, he hasn't played yet at all, right? No, yeah, he's yeah. out. So with that, he's been kind of been playing, able to play more, but he's averaging Josh 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. So it's it's Lakers East plus Zion Williamson. It was what Kevin wanted to be the, the Lakers to be if they didn't get LeBron, so... Um, he's actually playing. I like. I've always liked him as a player, but he's. I'm glad to see him doing well out there. Yeah, he always had the tools. <clears throat> um, he just didn't look as fluid, kind of maybe. Uh, but he's definitely. It's all coming together for him. I I kept saying it too. Um, a lot of people are like, oh well, you know, he's a three. He's a three. Well, you know, he he likes having the ball in his hand. Um, and the one thing is, Drew Holiday is a good. He's a point guard, but he can play off the ball. And I think, uh, you know, since Lonzo got traded, it kind of hurt his ego. And uh, he's not just this the point guard, you know. He's got to be part of the offense now. You can't just be run through him because he clearly can't, you know what I mean, do all facets of the game. <clears throat> My number two guy is Aaron Baines. Uh, he's balling. Yeah, averaging over 16 points a game at 50% behind the three-point line. Uh, I don't know who how you would have anyone else take that shot right now with those percentages. Um, <clears throat> it's absolutely balling. You just took the fattest, like, yellow toke, dude. That was just, ah, oh, I'm kind of jealous right now. It looks so high. <clears throat> Anyways, guys, 
<laughs> Thank you. Why don't you tell us about what we're doing next, guys? All right, so the, this year is kind of the year of the duo. As I don't know if they're calling that, but we'll, that's what we might be calling it. But we're going to go over. We kind of did a little draft of kind of the top, what do we say, 10 uh, duos in the league? Eight or 10 duos? Top 10 duos. Yeah, so I'm going to get into the probably one of the bigger ones. Uh, we did leave Kawhi and... Uh, disclaimer, we left Kawhi and Paul George off this list because we will be talking Clippers later. But before we talk our favorite Clippers team, our favorite Chuck Condor team, I'm going to talk about the in-stadium in rival, uh, and that's the Lakers. Uh, and that's LeBron and AD, of course, who, when I made this these notes, they're off to a 9-2 and start. Um, I feel like this duo is working well. The whole LeBron running the point guard seems to be working fine. And Anthony Davis knows that this is his team. Or I'm, yeah, Anthony Davis knows that this is LeBron's team, and he's just kind of taking the reign. Or he's going to be the heir to the throne. So, and it's kind of uh, letting him play more, a little more freely. And Davis is averaging 26 points, 10 rebounds, and LeBron's close to a triple-double with 24 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. So... They're often their biggest thing is health. They are not gonna be taking any load management games, I don't believe. So can LeBron do it for all eighty two? We've seen it before, so I, I think he will. And eight Anthony Davis needs to play all eighty two games or the rest of the season. But they're off to a great start. One of their hottest starts in recent history. Who's your first duo, Josh? Yeah, my first duo goes to the MVP last year. Um, still playing great. His shot has been improved, but the dominance it just isn't as dominant with second time around. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, Brogdon was a big piece to him, and you can definitely see <coughs> that affecting him. With all that being said, he's still averaging almost 30 a game uh, with about 14 rebounds and 7 assists. Uh, like I said, 3-point percentage is at 30%. Um, but his field goal percentage is 58, so he's still getting the ball down in the hole. His uh, counterpartner, Chris Middleton, took a step back, though. He was an all-star last year. Now he's averaging about 18.5. They call him the Baby Joe Johnson. I really like that nickname for him. 39% um, behind the three. He was a three-point shooter. Yeah, he, you know, he's supposed to create his own offense, and he just hasn't been doing it that, that far this year. Who's your next uh, duo, guys? I'm staying in the West. And I'm going to Denver, and I'm picking Jokic and Jamal Murray. They're off to an 8-3 start, which is good for third place. Jokic is 17 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Murray, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. So they're off to this, they're off to this similar – they're still playing consistent. Uh, they have one of the best depth, most, they're the, one of the best depths, the most depth team, most, one of the teams, you're right, I did take it to Big Toe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one of the teams with the most depth, so that's going to be a strong plus for them in the continued year. The only thing is, is the West is still tough, so Jokic is going to have to continue to play well, which I think he will also, but um, once, it's going to be a very close three through six seed in the West, I'm feeling so. It's gonna be really gonna come down to the playoffs. What's your next duo? <clears throat> yeah, I got El Chapo, the beard, 
Mr. James Harden playing like the MB freaking P this year. Um, almost 40 a game and, uh, you know, eight assists, around eight rebounds, basically doing that triple-double. Westbrook, on the other hand, uh, a little under, a little over 21, eight and seven. He's 22% behind the three-point arc. Uh, the one thing I do see, though, is that defense and the rebounding between him and, and Harden and Capella and P.J. Tucker, like, you're not really going to – good luck grabbing a board there. Um, <clears throat> what about you guys for your next one? You got a uh, – Cat and Andrew Wiggins. I'm really looking forward to Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins is kind of finally... I don't know if he's finally... It's just like, yeah, the kid was drafted. He was 18 years old, and now he's like 23, 24. He's finally a grown man, and he's really kind of starting to play like it. He's averaging 26 points, 3.5 assists, 5 rebounds. And meanwhile, Cat, who also has stepped up in this role of being the big dog... Uh, 26 points also with 12 rebounds and 4 assists. So both these players are showing out. They're, they had a lot of question marks last year. Um, I do. I am rooting for these guys, uh, more so Wiggins than Cat, because Cat's always been kind of consistently doing well. But I am rooting for these guys. Um, I don't know if they make the playoffs, but they're they're off to a, they're these two players are off to a good start. Yeah, Lillard and McCollum will be. Battling them in the West to Dame Dalla. Shout out Dame Dalla. Um, <clears throat> Dame with a 1.7 war. It's the uh, best in the NBA so far this season. Uh, third in uh, advanced stats as far as offense goes. Averaging over 30 points a game and 38% behind the arc. Uh, five assists, seven rebounds. Um, I just don't know what else you can say. Or five rebounds, seven assists. My apologies. Guy's absolutely balling right now. He'd be my number two choice behind Harden for MVP. His counterpart, McCollum, <clears throat> 24-3, you know, just average. Um, what do I take here? I think the Melo is going to be a big sign, and hopefully they kind of sparks that offense because I really do think uh, Portland in that race is, is really good for basketball. Um, who, who do you have next, guys? Moving east. Moving east for my only eastern team. I have uh, the 76ers and Simmons and Embiid. They're off to an 8-5 start. Embiid has 23 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. He's playing right where he left off. Simmons has 14 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. So he's kind of, he's doing everything well. You know, he's playing typical Ben Simmons game. But the player kind of here that's kind of stepped up is uh, Tobias Harris. 18 points, which actually leads it there. Second on the team with uh, to Embiid. And eight rebounds, so he's playing well, and three and a half assists, so he's playing well out on the wing. So I could replace him for Simmons. It's just Simmons has that that name with him. Um, I'll take my last one. You can round it out because I think you have three, right? Two, two. two. Yeah, okay. And I'm going moving back east, uh, moving back west, and Joe Donchick and Kristaps. Uh, Donchick tonight had 42 points, triple double. Uh, Dallas seems to always be the 8th seed, but maybe this is their year to make the next step. Porzingis made his return to New York. In that return, he had 20 points. He also had 11 rebounds. Kristaps for the season averaging 18 points, 8, eight rebounds, and 1.5 assists. But Doncic might be running away with the MVP title. 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. So their, their future is real bright in Dallas. Yeah, I really like him. <clears throat> um, 
I got a duo with uh, Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Uh, obviously, the Spurs aren't doing too hot. We just were kind of running out of stars at this point. Aldridge, 18-6, 2.5. DeRozan, 25-5. Like I said, average, just like the Spurs. One thing I did see about DeRozan, though, as of Thursday when I looked up this stat, he hadn't made a three this year. Wow. <clears throat> um, and then my last duo, it was Donovan Mitchell plus one. Um, I thought I was going to pick Rudy Gay, but at the end of the day, Bojan Bogdanovich, absolutely killing it. So Bojan's going for 20 a game, um, two assists. But the big thing is he's going 44% almost behind the line. So he's really stretching the floor and making plays for Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, Donovan's a star there. Um, <clears throat> Donovan himself is going for 25, five and, uh, rebounds and four assists. Um, just absolutely creating the offense. And he's shooting 40% behind the arc this year, too. Um, he is just becoming the stud, the Spider-Man that he was supposed to be. That is the show. Um, wrote something, I can't read it, but basically it was just kind of saying that, uh, I don't know. We're just going to move on. Anyways. All right, so we hope you preview. enjoyed. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed our uh, duo talk there. We're going to touch base again on that later in the season. Um, are we going to go into Clippers? Clipper time. All right. Now. 2-1-3. Inglewood. L.A. our way. Uh, L.A. our way, baby. All right. So in the Clipper topic, we're going to talk about one thing we like so far in the short young season, one thing we think needs improvement or dislike, and then that's it, right? And I have a question. And what to watch. And what to watch, yeah. So why don't you start, Josh, with your what you like so far. <clears throat> what I've liked so far this season, we went to a game. It was a full stadium. There was not much. much. There's no really empty seats as far as two or three seats in a row go. Um, just really cheery crowd. Everyone was on time. Everyone was there. Clippers fans are notorious for leaving, you know what I mean, or getting there a little late because of L.A. traffic or whatnot. The atmosphere was great. <clears throat> and um, I just wanted to say keep it up, Clippers fans. I think, um, you know what I mean, we're feeding off the team who's feeding off us. And it's just going to keep going like a circle of life. What do you got, guys? Um, I believe, or so far, you mentioned it, Josh, on your your Take Tuesday. You made the point of it. But I'm, I really like their depth. They had a lot last year, but they even had more this year. Um, Montrezl and Lou Williams. Montrezl played out of his mind tonight, 26 points, I believe. And on the season, he's averaging 18 points. And then Lou Williams is averaging 23 points a game. So that's what... 40, 41, yeah, 41 points out of two players just on your bench. And then you can add a Zubak and a few other solid stars. Jim, Jermichael Green. I was just going to say, Jermichael's going to give you 8 to 10. Patterson's a good <coughs> for two or three threes. He's starting a couple games. Um, but, yeah, they're going to score a ton of points with these two. So that's something to watch. One thing I, have, I think of concern is this, uh, I did mention him, is the lack of height. Yeah, Zubak is our big. No knock on him, but he needs to put on some weight. If he, let's say we match up against Embiid or Horford in the finals, that could be something. Montrezl will handle his own like he does all usually, but something that could be something to, that I'm sure Jerry West will address it coming towards later in the season. 
but that is something that um, of concern for now. What about you, Josh? <clears throat> yeah, one thing I really want to see improvement on is uh, first quarter scoring. We're 29th in the league right now at 23 points a game. Kawhi is typically a slow starter. We have Lou Williams and Montrezl as a bulk of our points, as Kai's just stated. And they come off late in the first quarter, or they come on late in the first quarter. Um, this has been improvement. Paul George averaged 7.2 points a game. That was seventh in the league as far as first quarter scoring goes. So I think that obviously brings that element. But it is one thing I want to uh, <clears throat> see switched up. With that being said, too, I think Paul's really fit in right away. And it's kind of like taking that rule as, hey, get me the ball and then let Kawhi be the closer. Um, and as far as stars develop, I think LeBron and AD have done that pretty well. But like we've seen um, <clears throat> LeBron and, and Dwayne and some other stars crunch heads. And I think Kawhi and Paul are, you know what I mean, kind of effortlessly slide in there. Uh, what to watch for me. We're going to continue with Kawhi and Paul George. It's going to be Kawhi and Paul George. They're pick and roll. Um, Shamit and Beverly right now are doing the pick and roll <clears throat> with Leonard and the height and the shooting. Um, when those two do it together, the flexibility, they can either both be the picker or the roller. Um, I think they could have the potential to be the best pick and roll threat in the NBA for sure. And for my what to watch is Doc's handling of the two superstars. Uh, he got ejected the other night. I know they weren't playing, but he had that little incident with Austin Rivers. Um, I believe he will keep his cool, continuing to go on. I, I only watched, I, so I don't really know what happened necessarily in that particular play. I just saw that everybody talking about Austin Rivers telling him he's going to call him later and stuff. But um, curious to see how Doc handles the late game situations, the five the five players he has on when he has Kawhi and Paul George on the floor. Um, like I said, with the Zubac kind of mismatch in the strength category, uh, who are they going to play if they need a rebound deep late? You know, we, we gonna, of course, we're going to call on the board, man, but uh, that's just something for me to watch. You're up. I know, I just finished. I know, you did a question for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, right. what were you waiting for? I don't know, just for you to say, say something. <laughs> but I do have a question. It is kind of with the, similar to what I had to watch with the late minute of hand rain, but they've only played a few games together. Kawhi's been out on load management since Paul George's return, and Paul George had 33 points. How do you, how do you see Doc using... How do you see Doc using these two players together and then is it is it going to be when on low management Paul George can play 40 minutes or do you think he's going to get load management too a little bit no I think they'll definitely get load management that's why they they brought that depth um you know Shamit's out right now um and then Paul's coming in too so I think they're just going to some shooting some more threes too which will give a little more low uh rest for Kawhi as far as that goes um Clippers are 0-5 without Kawhi Leonard this year. I think it's like all their losses. And the Raptors were 17-5 without Kawhi last year. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not nothing, but I'm not saying it's something, it's something either. Mm -hmm. um, the Clippers would have to win every game that Kawhi Leonard just to, you know what I mean, match the Raptors. And I definitely think their talent is is superior for, to what the Raptors were with Kawhi, without Kawhi as far as uh, what they put on the floor. 
Alrighty, well, that was our second edition of Faded Away. We were faded and we got drifted away. Five. This is our fifth edition. Fifth edition. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I faded away. It's not. late. Yeah. Sorry, guys. A little late for your boys. We broke this up into two segments. Yeah. Faded Away has been here for a while. High Cheese has been here a while. Yeah. Same. They both have been here here to stay. All right. We're going to fact check that. I'm just kidding. But... Alright, yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly the hand-rolled cigars are working, but we're going to have to get out of here because we're coming up on a maximum song lane. So, by God, number five, yep, all right, there it is, faded away. <laughs> Time flies by when you're having fun, <laughs> <Yeah>. big dog. <clears throat> Alright, guys, well, we are out of here at the Faded Away podcast number six. Faded Away, guys, go check out Guest Pod coming up soon. I know we've been teasing it. Um, it's just kind of hard with guest schedules and whatnot. Someone please win the $5 on $5 Friday. Let's get this shit rolling. We are out.